0: There are two stories of Jesus feeding thousands in the Gospel of Matthew. Here's the first one.
1: When Jesus heard about John's death, he withdrew in a boat to a deserted place by himself. When the crowds learned this, they followed him on foot from the cities. When Jesus arrived and saw a large crowd, he had compassion for them and healed those who were sick. That evening, his disciples came and said to him, This is an isolated place and it's getting late. Send the crowds away so they can get into the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said to them, there's no need to send them away. You give them something to eat. They replied, we have nothing but five loaves of bread and two fish. He said, bring them here to me. He ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. He took the five loaves of bread and the two fish, looked up to heaven, blessed them and broke the loaves apart and gave them to his disciples. Then the disciples gave them to the crowds. Everyone ate until they were full, and they filled 12 baskets with the leftovers. About 5,000 men, plus women and children, had eaten.
0: So here's what you got to know about these feeding stories you got to know that they are the only, the only miracle stories that are shared by all four Gospels. There are lots of miracle stories that are shared by three, but These are the only ones that are shared by all four. Aside from Easter and Christmas stories, those stories of Jesus, the loaves and fishes stories are the ones that are best known. And and going back to just Matthew's gospel, just a chapter after the first story that you just heard, then you get this one too.
1: Now Jesus called his disciples and said, I feel sorry for the crowd because they have been with me for three days and have nothing to eat. I don't want to send them away hungry for fear they won't have enough strength to travel. His disciples replied, Where are we going to get enough food in this wilderness to satisfy such a big crowd? Jesus said, How much bread do we have? They responded, Seven loaves and a few fish. He told the crowd to sit on the ground. He took the seven loaves of bread and the fish. After he gave thanks, he broke them into pieces and gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds. Everyone ate until they were full. The disciples collected seven baskets full of leftovers. Four thousand men ate, plus women and children.
0: So just a chapter, just a chapter after Jesus fed five thousand people, his disciples are asking him, what are we going to do with these four thousand? Seriously, pay attention. What's the difference between feeding the 5,000 and the 4,000? Come on, come on, it's a 1,000, right? Bad joke, sorry about that. But there are some important details in these stories. And numbers are certainly involved. And so is location. In the first story, Jesus is in a largely Jewish area Around the Sea of Galilee. The crowd that he's talking to is Jewish, like Jesus himself. As Jesus serves his own people, there are two numbers that you see in this story five and twelve. Five loaves and five fishes to feed the people. Those are the number of books in the Torah which, along with the temple, was the center of Jewish identity. And 12 baskets of leftovers, that's the the number of the tribes of Israel. It's a holy number. As Jesus moved into non-Jewish areas, that Gentile area around the Sea of Galilee, the holy number of seven fishes and Seven in the number of basket of leftovers is used. Seven is the number of days of the week. It's it's coming from the story of creation of all people. Seven is a number that symbolizes wholeness and completeness. And you know what happens in between these two chapters and the chapter in between? There is the pivotal moment of Jesus' ministry changing after he is confronted by the Canaanite woman, again, a non-Jew, who begs Jesus to heal her daughter. The woman, well, Jesus initially tells her to, to go away because he says, I've been said only to the lost sheep, that the people of Israel, to which she she said, Yes, Lord, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall off the master's table. After that moment, Jesus' focus expands. His focus expands beyond the religious and the ethnic boundaries of his own people. It's the weekend before Thanksgiving, And for a long time, this was the big holiday of this particular church community's tradition. Because this Thanksgiving, that's our holiday. It was the story of our spiritual ancestors, the Pilgrims, celebrating a feast with a neighboring Wampanoag tribe. Both the Pilgrims and the Wampanoag had suffered through uh, an epidemic, it was probably smallpox and it had killed over half of both communities. The Wampanoag showed up at Plymouth and they weren't responding to an invitation. but were actually responding to the sound of musket fire which could have meant an attack. But once they realized that it was a feast the Wampanoag joined in. The feast was a Pivotal moment. You know, you have these moments when you decide, when what you decide comes next matters so much. In this case, are we friends? Enemies? Adversaries? In the generations after the first Thanksgiving feast, it was a, only a matter of years before the ancestors, our ancestors, made a law in Massachusetts that made it illegal and punishable by death to teach a Wampanoag to read or write. In the generation after Jesus' two feasts, Christians and Jews decided to go their separate ways. How many have died as a result in both cases? There are certain core values that Jesus shared with his followers. And time and again, when his church moves away from those values to follow the, the letter of the law, horrible things happen. When the pilgrims forsake mercy in the witch trials, when Christians made killing, killing Jews, a redemptive act of piety, Whenever we choose a path that moves us, and I'm, I'm not just talking about the church. I think that the values that we're talking about extend beyond the values of church. When we choose a path that moves away from the path of inclusivity, horrible things happen. It feels today like the world is so divided we can't even find common ground on facing a mindless virus that has killed millions. We choose anger and division. Thanksgiving should call us back and maybe even lead us forward. It should call us back to the value of inclusivity. Remind us of the danger of valuing some lives over others, Because that's just what the Canaanite woman did for Jesus. She reminded him, brought him back. And that can even lead us forward, right? You see, there is something, there is something about sharing food. It's deeply rooted within our souls. And you probably know this. Uh, the word companion, for example, means someone you share bread with. Communion. It's about sharing food with everyone. And usually on this Sunday, we would be having a big community meal downstairs in the social hall. And I love that. Everyone is welcome, and it's just fun. And let's not forget the Advent soup chili cook-off, which I know we can't do that this year, but I think that that event even rivals Thanksgiving as the biggest colonial church celebration. It comes down to this. There is something about sharing food. Usually on this Sunday, we would invite our friends from the Dialogue Institute, many of whom are recent Turkish Muslim immigrants to this nation. And I remember the first year that we invited, invited people from the Dialogue Institute to come, and we had to make sure that we had halal turkey for our guests. This year, we're still in the, in the grip of the COVID-19 pandemic, so we're not having those events. However, maybe you saw this in a crier newsletter. Our friends from the Dialogue Institute have invited individuals and households in this church community to begin to again have small home dinners with them. I hope that you'll consider doing that. It's a choice. It's a choice to move towards inclusivity and love of neighbor. And yeah, it can feel strange to go to the house of someone you don't know. But with Each meal, each meal there is a chance for another pivotal moment in life. Will you pray with me? Holy God in Jesus Christ, you have given us a path, a way for living with compassion, mercy, justice, nonviolence, and inclusivity. Help us along the way to choose to take the steps that continue in that way and bless this church community to encourage and to provide for the sharing of food, to have feasts in which all are welcome.
1: We pray this in the hope of thanksgiving. Amen.